Oh, oh, yes! I think I finally got it to work. I think it's transmitting now. Hello? Hello? Hello. Welcome back, my dear, dear listener to this podcast. Thus spoke He-Man. It's um, kind of gotten away from me, I'm afraid. It was just supposed to be this like light and fluffy show about how to become your own kind of overhuman. Seen through a lens of Nietzsche and the cartoon show He-Man. And maybe I'd make a little money off of it. But this has gone way off the tracks. Maybe they got the tracks made and reared in metal. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But at least I got my audio equipment to work again, so that's something. I'm not really used to this here recording setup, and I think I messed it up a bit. See, I've got this mobile transmitter thing here with me, and it's sending the signal back through the portal to Earth and into my home computer, which is uploading the podcast automatically. So it's kind of a tricky setup. And for the first time in my life, I think I've made a mistake. It's very, very exciting. So what happened is, and this is kind of embarrassing, but we got captured and put in a force field cage. And I was kind of tossed around in there, and I accidentally hit the button to pause the recording. And I didn't notice for like a week. And that bums me out, because you guys out there missed a lot of stuff that went down here. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, where to even start? I should just establish where we are at right now. We are still in that confounded force field cage, but we've been placed in the dungeons underneath the royal palace in Eternia. So uh, we are in a kind of a kind of a basement here and it's really like dank and moist. The air quality is really bad down here. It is going to be a moist episode. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, we are kept as prisoners of Skeletor, He-Man and all the other Eternians who we discovered are all friends and working together. I think you guys heard that. I, I don't think it had paused yet then. But we've just learned so much more since then. See, they told us everything because they were trying to convince us to help them in their nefarious evil scheme. But as we kept refusing them, they grew tired of us and chucked us down here in the dank and moist basement. I really thought I was streaming all of that back to you, but judging by the time codes here on my device, none of that went out. So I guess... Should we just get into the summary real quickly? Yes, I'd better summarize what we learned and tell you all about what these Eternians turned out to be up to. Spoiler, it was no good. I think I'll, I'll, I'll lean back and just uh, grab some popcorn. And, and enjoy the ride. The Eternians are a sort of demons of greed and commercialism. Eternal beings roaming the universe looking for untapped markets to suck the life out of. They feed off of the energy of innocent beings succumbing to the selfish desires and capitalistic greed leaving behind only empty and shallow husks, 
collapsed economies and mountains of unsellable, cheap, plastic toys. They spread like a cancer as they eat up realities and communities and leave only product placements and planned obsolescence. The lands of Eternia are now withering and dying, and to survive they need to go to a different world. This Eternia is not even the original one. In an endless cycle, eternal recurrence, they seek out new worlds to commercialize and drain the life from. Once it is dead, they leave each world behind to seek out new growth markets. That is why they want to go to Earth, the world of you and I. They've had their eye on it for quite a while, and they've been preparing it for their arrival, making it just right by sowing the seeds of capitalist greed. In fact, the sinister agent that the Eternians sent out as their emissary is someone that we all know and despise. It's none other than Ayn Rand herself. That is why her writing seems so weird and alien, because she's not really human, she's a cartoon character. She was sent to Earth to make the world more commercial, in order to sustain Eternia and to prepare for the eventual invasion once the old world died from overmining and underfunding. At the heart of Eternia, in Castle Greyskull, there is a magic motor, and it runs on the greed and envy of Earth. It is connected to a counterpart on Earth, and through the link of these two mighty magic motors, power is transferred to Eternia. But the link between the worlds is not big enough for any beings to pass through. This was Rand's mission on Earth, to encourage humans to be more selfish and capitalistic, and to set up the energy transfer to Eternia. She traveled through many a world, looking for a way to cross over to Earth. And that is not as easy as you might think. Ayn Rand is, like all Eternians are, a fictional character. And fictional characters cannot cross over into the real world by themselves. They need a medium, a narrative element, to mediate their crossing. Finally, she narrowly made it to Earth in 1905, using the publication of Max Weber's book The Protestant Ethic and the Spirit of Capitalism as a medium. Don't you believe me? Do you think it's a coincidence that she died in 1982, the same year that the He-Man toys were launched? That's when the portal got wide enough last, and that's when she traveled back to Eternia, having completed her mission on Earth. 
she left us with the mythology of He-Man and Eternia, letting it spread like a virus, like a coronavirus, and infect the vulnerable human psyche with its insidious commercial drivel. In all the years in between, the Eternians have slowly been siphoning energy out of Earth by making it more shallow, competitive, and advertising-based. They have been draining it of life force and made it sufficiently soulless and cartoonish to allow them to finally make the leap across when their old world could no longer sustain them. And now the time has come. The seed that they planted has grown into Facebook, Donald Trump, and Disney's live-action remake of Aladdin. Now they think that Earth is ready for the reign of Skeletor and He-Man. And they are going to tag-team all of humanity. And that is why they need the portal that I discovered to provide a stable passageway from their dimension to ours, like a bridge across the divide to facilitate their going over. They might tell us that they bring the overhuman, but really they will be the going under of humankind. By podcasting about He-Man, I have sadly been guilty of spreading the contagion that is the idea of Eternia, and thereby assisted in making the portal more robust and stable. Soon it will be too late, and it becomes permanent. But it's not quite there yet. To get to Earth, they need me to keep podcasting. For the podcast to become wildly successful and commercially viable, and for more He-Man-oriented podcasts to be launched. That way, the portal will become stable and wide enough for all the Eternians to cross over to Earth and take control of it. They have pleaded and bargained and offered me all sorts of materialistic pleasures, but I have refused them all. I will not betray humanity by helping them, not now that I know the truth. I have threatened to stop podcasting for good and let the portal close, but it might already be too late. The portal may be too stable by now. And by stopping, I may not be able to cross over and go home. And I feel that since I carry some of the guilt for all this mess, I must warn my fellow human beings about the danger that awaits us all. I must convince them to reject capitalism, embrace the welfare state, and most importantly, delete all traces of He-Man from human history. That is what I must do. That is my mission. But before I can leave He-Man behind, I must get back to Earth. And to do that, 
Robo Henrik, and I must escape this fucking force field prison. <sighs> and with all of that out of the way, should we get into some The Spoke He Man? Because we must keep doing the show for a little while yet. What do you say, Henrik? Yes, we can do that. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. You've really been a great support for me in this journey, Robo Henrik. And I I just really don't know what I would have done without you. We are in this mess together, my friend, and I appreciate you being by my side. I did not know what I signed up for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 but you've stuck with me and I appreciate that. Um, but while we're stuck here, we might as well talk some Zarathustra. Maybe there's some good stuff in this chapter, for once. Let's find out. Let's not keep the listeners waiting anymore. So, this is chapter 5, called Unenjoying and Suffering the Passions, and it is mercifully short. Our boy Zarathustra feels like talking about virtues this time around. And I didn't even know that you could like sexually harass a virtue, but by golly, he found a way. The chapter opens like this. My brother, if you have a virtue and it is your virtue, then you have her in common with no one else. Of course you want to call her by name and caress her. You want to pull at her ear and amuse yourself with her. I see clear signs of gaslighting here. Hmm, yeah. I really don't know what to say about this chapter. It seems like nonsense, basically. So, he says that at one time you had passions and called them evil, but now you are left with only your virtues. These have grown from out of your passions. Okay, but then it gets weird. He says, at one time you had wild dogs in your cellar. But in the end, they transformed themselves into birds and delightful singers. And then, from your poisons, you brewed your own balsam. You milked the cow of your sorrow. Now you drink the sweet milk of her udder. And this doesn't track at all. So when this person that he talks to had evil passions, he milked the cow of his sorrows. And now that his devilish passions have turned into angelic virtues, he now drinks the milk, but it's still the cow of his sorrows. Does not make sense to me. And of course, he also gets into some pro-war rhetoric. My brother, are war and battle evil? But necessary is this evil. Necessary are envy and mistrust and defamation among your virtues. He rambles for quite a while, but finally gets to some kind of a point. You shouldn't bother having more than one virtue. That just causes trouble, cause then they just start fighting with each other. And maybe you will get so weary of this that you will go to the desert and kill yourself. Hmm. Mm. And incidentally, because he anthropomorphizes the virtues and genders them as female, 
this part ends up reading like a strange argument against polygamy, like having multiple wives. The argument sort of becomes, oh boy, don't have more than one wife, because if you do, they'll just argue and yammer and bitch and moan at each other. Y'all know how females be. <laughs> it's a very progressive chapter, this one. He's really good at writing sassy female characters. I guess nice of you to look at the bright side, you rancid ray of sunshine. So, um, if you have more than one virtue, they will just be jealous of each other because they all want all of you. As he says, Ah, oh, my brother, have you never seen a virtue slander herself and stab herself? And again, this becomes like icky with the virtues being presented as female. He clearly hates women, by the way. Mm. And it is not fucking healthy. Okay, Henrik, I think you're going a bit back and forth there. But uh, the conclusion of the chapter, what we are supposed to take away from this bag of nonsense is... The human is something that must be overcome. Surprise. And therefore shall you love your virtues, for by them will you finally perish. Yep, yep. That could easily have been a, like, fraggle quote. No. Oh, wait, maybe? Ah, okay, let's focus here. I guess the message is be virtuous, but be careful trying to be good in many different ways. Because virtues are jealous bitches and will kill themselves, each other and you, if you cheat on them with other virtues. But this is actually good, because this will make you go under faster and you will have to perish and be destroyed to become the overhuman. And um, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. It's a bad chapter. And maybe a bad book. I am now starting to really question my decision to read this thing. Uh, it's just so much dense and hard to pass preachification that's just grasping blindly for coherence. I don't know what to make of this chapter, or indeed if there is anything meaningful to draw out of it. Uh, I think it was about a big train. Ah, oh, with the twist symbol. Ah, your guess is as good as mine. But a good editor would have told him to cut this chapter out. If you, if you give it a little editing, it's pure like poetry. Like, I think if you edit this book, really tightly. I think there's actually something in here that could be edited down to a somewhat passable novel. Huh. That is very, and I mean very, generous of you, Robo Henrik. But tell me how you really feel. This, this book is so incredibly dumb. Thank you. Wait. What? I hear something coming. Really? I can't hear anything. Listen closely. Oh, yeah. I think there's someone out there. Oh, 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 look over there. Someone's walking around kind of aimlessly. It's, it's traveling Matt. Oh, yes. Hey, 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 hey Matt, can you hear us? Hey. Hey? Ah, uh, it doesn't seem like he can hear us. He isn't reacting at all. Matter of fact, he seems completely lost and out of this world. Is, is he in a trance? Kind of looks like it. Look, he's wearing a strange, like, 
helmet on his head. He did not have that on when we last saw him. It's got like wires and blinking lights on it. That's right. Hmm, I think that may be some kind of mind control helmet. Maybe something that Man-at-Arms has cooked up in his sick laboratory. I think that's why he isn't reacting. Hmm, that explains so much. Look, his eyes are all messed up too. Oh, I wish we could help him. Maybe if we knocked the helmet off of his head, he would wake up. But we can't really do anything because of the force field keeping us inside this prison cell. Unless we could, like, push something through the force field. But I'm pretty sure that that would just burn us up. I love that idea. It's like radical. Let's go for it. No, no, no. I'm, I'm afraid that's much too dangerous. We're not doing that. Oh, yes, we do. It's too risky. We must take it away. We must save him. We have to do this. <sighs> Maybe you're right. I guess we owe it to Matt Fraggle after all this time. After all those episodes of Fraggle Rock. Oh, and I guess I have to be the one to do it. Ugh. No, no. I do this. I can handle it. Are you sure? Don't worry. Oh, great. That's so good of you to volunteer. You know, you're really brave for doing something this dangerous. Yeah, I know. It's I'm a wild person. I live on the wild side. So will you, will you carry the torch? Yes, yes, I will hold this uh, light for you. And how are you going to do this exactly? Maybe over here. It seems like two parts of the force field are meeting by this metal bar over here. Yes, um, I don't think there is a lot of overlap besides the, like, the metal part. Yeah, the force field is quite thin here. I will reach through. It's just penetration. <laughs> oh, classic robo head, Mike. <laughs> it's going to be rough. And... Oh, ah, he's pushing into the force field. Oof, how does it feel? Yeah, it's burning. Oh, yeah, that's Oh, oh, yeah, but you got him just a little further. This really shouldn't be working. It seems like magic, doesn't it? Oh, well, kind of. Oh, okay. Yes, Oh, yes, he knocked the helmet off Matt's head. Great job. Yes, I think I'm about done. I am pulling out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, great, pull out. That's effective like 95% of the time, so go for it. Exactly. Oof. Oh, that didn't sound good. Oh. And he's out. Oh. Oof, that looked bad. Yes, it physically hurts. Shit, buddy. Is there anything I can do to help? Seems like you got some frayed wires, maybe some burned out circuits. No, it's fine. It's fine. Now it's just fizzling out. Yeah, there's kind of an energy leak or something. It's just dripping on the floor. I will get better soon. What about the fragile? Oh, oh, Matt, yeah. yeah. I think he's fine. You managed to get the thing off of him and uh, Henrik as a plus. It seems like you short-circuited the whole grid of force field in the cell. So that's good. We can get out now. Good? Okay. This was excruciating, so I'm gonna go lie down. You do that, buddy. You earned it. Just take it easy and get yourself fixed up. Ah! Oh, oh, look, oh. I think Matt is waking up now. <sighs> I'll uh, crawl out of the cage here and uh, go and talk to him. <sighs> hey, hey, Matt, 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 <sighs> hello there. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm alright, I'm alright. 
Oh, hi! Hello. Excuse me, sir, but can you tell me why you just did that? Oh, I mean, you were just walking around like in a trance and your eyes were all fucked up. It looked like you were under some kind of mind control and you were wearing this weird looking helmet. So we took it off of you. Ah, thank you. And I mean, it seems like it worked. You, you seem to be yourself again. Do you remember anything that's happened? Do you remember who I am? Yes, yes. The first creature I encountered in outer space. That's right. I'm Sifril, and that over there in the cage, that's my co-host, Henrik. He's taking a kind of a nap. So, Matt, how the hell did you end up here, in the royal palace, with a mind control thingy on, just wandering around? Please, if you could, tell me what you've been up to since last we met. Certainly. Oh, oh, you're doing it postcard style. Well, sure, okay. If that's your preferred mode of storytelling, that's fine. My first moments in outer space were quite frightening. Now I am getting used to it. I have gone through the first room and come to another place. <laughs> okay, okay, you, you can skip ahead a bit. It was a beautiful day. I was walking down a country road when I saw something very odd. One of the small furry beasts that inhabit this world came along, and I decided to investigate further. Then I realized that these wonderful creatures were being held captive. When I saw that, I just had to act. I waited for an opening, and then I set about freeing the captive flying thing. Right, yeah, yeah. The Eternians have enslaved a lot of creatures. That's very compassionate of you to try to free them. I waited until I was alone. I waited and waited and waited. Okay, uh, again, feel free to skip a bit ahead here. Soon I found what I was looking for. I was so excited. I put on a disguise. It seems my disguise worked too well. So far, I have been attacked by a large beast, run into an unfriendly yellow fellow, and escaped from an army carrying deadly weapons. Their leader was such a charismatic person that I inadvertently fell under his spell. This lifestyle may prove to be a little strange. Somehow I don't feel quite in control anymore. So I may stay here longer than I planned. Oh, wow. Okay. So let me see if I've understood that correctly. In order to free some creatures that were held in captivity, you disguised yourself and walked in among the Eternians, but somehow you got mixed up in their affairs. And I guess by charismatic leader you mean Skeletor. Not the exact word I would use, but sure. But they found you and put you in this mind control thingy. But don't worry about it, you're free now. I love that! And uh, I would quite like to be free as well. So I think I'll wake up Robo Henrik and we will try to find a way to escape this horrid place. I think I'll help. Oh, thank you so much. Just what you expect from a fearless explorer. Yes, and I guess you must know your way around this place. Um, Henrik, Henrik, hello, hello, Henrik, wake up. My name is Henrik, and joining me as always... Yes, 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 uh, we know that. Yes, we know. We are about to escape. Are you up for it? Does it still hurt? It, oh, it's so painful. Good for you! Follow me! Okay, I guess we're going right now. Oh, oh, you can actually escape this terrible cave. Yes. Matt, lead the way. It's, uh, it's probably, uh, uh 
that right down this tunnel here. Hmm, he sounds a bit unsure. Uh, are you sure? Yes, and there doesn't appear to be anyone around. <gasps> oh, shh, shh. Oh, oh, hide, hide, hide. Oh, shh, shh. The energizer chamber. Its energy is almost used up. If that goes, everything on the planet would come to a stop. Well, I, I'm sure you can get this invention to work. Oh, fuck. That was man-at-arms talking to someone. We gotta be extra careful and quiet if there are people around down here. Oh, dear. Oh, oh, shh. Shh, Matt. Shh. Apologies. Ah, uh, okay. Now we have to climb up here. Oh, 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 oh careful, Matt. Careful. Oh. Uh, you know what? I'm just gonna hit pause on this recording. It's too difficult to podcast and escape a magic castle at the same time. Um, check back later. Okay, here we go. I am recording again. Yes. Despite some uh, technical difficulties we were having in the beginning. Yeah, my tech skills may not be great. But we've managed to get out of the palace and gotten a safe distance away now. So that's good to be in, uh, in safety. How are you feeling now, Henrik? Oh, very painful. Oh, oh yeah. And you're having like, like an electrical discharge once in a while. But we'll, uh, we'll get you home soon and patched up and you'll be as good as new. I cannot wait. And I'm still waiting for the opioids to kick in. <sighs> Aren't we all, buddy? Aren't we all? And uh, Matt, Matt, Matt Frago, hey, thanks for helping us escape. We couldn't have done it without you, I think. I was delighted! Yeah, thank you. Or, yeah. This has been an enlightening experience, to say the least. If there's one thing I've learned in this bizarre world, it's that treasures come and treasures go. Huh, okay. Don't know if that's the lesson I would have taken away from all of this, but uh, you do you, man. It's up to you. Well, I suppose I should run along. Hold my fellow fraggles for the companionship, for the adulation. Cool beans, say hi to the gang from us. And uh, we are gonna go hurry up and get to the portal back to our world as quickly as possible. Thank you. Thank you for sticking with us, I guess. Bye. Goodbye. Oh, oh, and there he goes, just skittering off like just another ferret. Will we ever see him again? I wonder. Well, Henrik, we still got some walking ahead of us before we get to the portal. Should we discuss the next episode of the He-Man cartoon just to make sure that the portal is big enough for us to cross through? Yes, let's, let's go for it. Great, so this is episode 5 called The Curse of the Spellstone. And Henrik, do you want to do the summary this time? Oh, oh, are you are you okay? You keep having these like electrical seizures. I can really feel it uh, burn. Ah, oh, you just take it easy, man. I'll I'll cover this episode. Don't worry about it. I appreciate that. Take it away. Okay, so, so the curse of the spellstone. Let's get into that. Well, in this episode, there is a failed revolution, reckless scientific experimentation, and a message about not needing superpowers that is immediately undercut. And with all that stuff in it, this should really be a much better episode than it is. So, basically Skeletor's got a pretty convoluted plan going in this episode. He steals a magic stone, 
that he uses to create a crisis in Eternia. Violent storms and fires. And then he sends Evelyn in disguise to exploit the crisis and convince the people of Eternia that the king is being evil and reckless and should be punished by them getting out an ancient torture device that grows a big fungus all over the palace and chokes the people inside. There are a lot of steps to that plan. Why bother with that whole middle part about swaying public opinion? Anyway, Skeletor's not wrong. At the start of the episode, Man-at-Arms has made a weather satellite that will make the good guys, quote-unquote, masters of the seasons. Not masters of the universe, though. The king orders him to use it to clear the sky of clouds with no safeguards or testing of any kind. And it immediately goes wrong, because of course it does. Man-at-Arms is a terrible scientist. Meanwhile, Skeletor stages his crisis, and Evil Lin goes around trying to spark a revolution. He-Man and uh, some of his little friends have gone to the Fire People, who are the ones who were guarding the magic spellstone that Skeletor is using. Well, seems they weren't guarding it very well. And for some reason Skeletor is just hanging out there with the stone, instead of just, you know, going home. He sends some robots to attack He-Man, who easily defeats them, and then there's heaps more robot fighting. And then Cringer says, There's a big difference between a cat and a robot. A cat lands on his feet. And uh, I'm just gonna say, this sounds like a line cut from the hit movie Cats. And by the way, your memory I'll jog and say a cat is not a dog. After He-Man and friends defeat the robots, Skeletor drops them through a trapdoor. This is not his place, but he knows all the built-in traps. Hmm. Hmm. So they are trapped in a cave and must try to find their way out. And we get some solid advice to live by from He-Man. If you can't find a trapdoor, you make one. Good to know. Meanwhile, the rest of the good guys are trapped in the royal palace. Sheesh, I kinda know how that feels. Yes. And they are being chased by the torture creature. He-Man and friends escape the cave, make friends with the Firefox, and show up to save the day. This leads to He-Man and Skeletor having the world's shortest sword fight. Meanwhile, the people feel tricked by Skeletor, tricked into starting a revolution against the aristocracy, and they then blame themselves for the trouble for some godforsaken reason. I see clear signs of gaslighting here. Oh yeah. Wait, you said that already. About Zarathustra. Are you recycling material here? Uh, yeah. I think I'm about done. I'm like sweaty and tired. Legitimately giving a flying fuck. Hmm. Good call. I'm starting to get sick of He-Man as well. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, that one sounded bad. Are you okay? Yeah. Okay. The villagers easily overpower Evelyn and take away the spellstone. And He-Man concludes that a person doesn't need superpowers to be a hero. All he needs is bravery. 
a sweet and empowering message. Good on ya, cartoon show. Finally found a good message. Finally. So of course that is immediately undercut. Cause He-Man needs the spellstone to remove the torture fungus. And Skeletor makes it fly away fast. So He-Man has to run super fast to catch it. Thereby needing superpowers and immediately negating this message. He just said, good job. Yes. <laughs> At the end, we have a little scene with Orko trying to create a rainbow, but accidentally making a thunderstorm instead. But I'm pretty sure that we were told that the spell stone was the only thing that could create a thunderstorm. So we are just being inconsistent left and right here. And finally, the lesson at the end is that practical jokes can backfire and someone can lose a finger, an arm, or even an eye. What? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, makes sense. So this is a pretty mixed bag, this episode. Ultimately, I guess it's about Skeletor trying to stage a false flag operation and use disinformation to topple the government and install his own regime through a popular revolution. But he's kind of got a point, since the current ruler encourages reckless scientific experimentation and has no checks and balances in place. To top it off, we have He-Man. A kind of Superman, or if you like, overhuman. Telling people that superpowers aren't necessary to be a hero, while blatantly depending on these superpowers himself to do his heroic deeds. He-Man is basically the poster boy for privilege here. Anyone can be like me, except no, no you really can't. I got a huge leg up. I mean, this show is so inconsistent and random. It's just throwing shit in every direction and hoping that no one questions the themes and messages. It's got the inconsistent moment-to-moment storytelling logic of J.J. Abrams. <coughs> Why did I think it was a good idea to analyze this crap? If anything, it's just too cheap. It's just the same thing repeated over and over again. You said it, brother. Now, this would usually be the time where we got into the analysis and all the deep and intricate connections that we are absolutely convinced are there. But I just feel like saying, fuck it. Yeah, fucking, fucking don't do it. And anyway, we are almost at the portal now. So we can escape from this hellhole that is Eternia and get back home and find out how to board up this damn portal for good. What do you say to that, Henrik? Yeah, let's nuke it. Good fucking idea. Oh, yeah. Look, the portal. It's right over there. Yes. Our long nightmare is finally over. We can leave this godforsaken place and never come back. So yeah, th- that's about it, isn't it? We have arrived. Damn straight. And look how wide that portal is. I don't have to waste any more of my precious time talking about that piece of crap He-Man cartoon. Should we? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go home. Good call. Come on, hurry. Oh, fuck. <clears throat> I, uh, I hate to break up this joyful reunion, but... 
these guys again they found us Boris, unless you want me to use this freeze ray you'll come quietly ah they got us surrounded oh how did they find us here i don't fucking know maybe we can outrun the monsters oh oh i don't know are you sure it seems dangerous Let, let's try okay hold it fish face you may as well come on back little one there's no place to hide shit and there we lost damn it Wait, fish face? Why did He-Man call you fish face? Ugh, I, I don't know, man. What, what? Such a strange man. Skeletor! So, you still think you can defy me? Uh, yeah. Couldn't hurt to try, I guess. You defy Skeletor! Okay, 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 you captured us. But how did you know we were here? How did you find us? You've detected strange power surges coming from here. Yes, my instruments show unusual power surges nearby. These power surges are changing reality. All of Eternia is being affected by the power surges. Uh-oh. Uh, power surges? We, we don't know anything about power surges now, do we, Henrik? <laughs> No, definitely not one of us. Enough of your silly games, demon! Yes? They are ready for transporting. Take them to the dungeons and see they are made uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, fuck. I don't want to go back to that moist place. Moist. Hold on, there's strange magnetic currents in the area. According to what the sorceress told us, we should be very near. I must have this power! Find it for me, and quickly! What's that? Uh-oh, Evelyn is looking at you, Henrik. That must be the source of the power! You'll see about that! Okay, so Skeletor is coming over to us, and he looks mad. So, you still think you can defy me? Yes. That's the vision. I think you have a secret. I think you're hiding something which. Which? What? And I'm going to find out what? A house up? Yeah. And why do you think we're hiding something? I think we've made it crystal fucking clear that we just want you to piss off and let us go back home. We ain't got no secrets tucked away. Turn over the secret thing of the other dimension for me. From what dimension? Earth? What don't you know about that place? Get the Dimension Sphere! Can we locate the Dimension Tunnel with the Sphere? Yes, He-Man! Wait, wait. What tunnel are they talking about? They know where the portal is. It's right over there. Another universe, the Dark Dimension, exists very close to ours. Hmm. This closeness is what keeps the delicate balance between science and sorcery on Eternia. But its location is no longer a secret. Uh-oh. I thought it was a myth. It is no myth. It is real. And it is right here in Eternia. Let me show you in the mirror. Okay, so the sorceress is calling up an image on her magic mirror thingy. It actually kind of looks like a tablet. Is that just an iPad that she thinks is a magic mirror? What? Ten days ago, a nomad came to the fortress. He said he saw a strange building rise up out of the desert. From his description, it must have been something like this. 
own mystic mirror, all-seeing, all-knowing. This strange intruder to us, now be shown. Oh, okay, so the image on the magic mirror that is definitely not an iPad is... It's, uh... Ah! It's traveling Matt! It seems to be from when they captured him. So they must have learned from him that there is a passageway to his world, but I guess they don't know where it is. Yes! This is the secret thing! Will you please just tell me what you're planning here? Not tell you, show you. Look into my magic crystal. Oh, okay. Oh, you're showing me what you guys are going to do. Uh, I mean, I guess it's good that you're trying to follow the old advice. Show, don't tell. It's great advice for storytelling. But I'm doing a podcast here, so I can't really show anything now can i uh i guess i just have to describe what i'm seeing here okay so from what i'm seeing on this so-called magic crystal ipad it seems that they know that traveling mat is a creature from another dimension and that there is some kind of tunnel between eternia and that place but they don't seem to know much more. But something he told them must have sparked their interest, because they seem to be looking for more information. And since we escaped together with Matt, they suspect that we know something. So they tracked the power searches, hoping that that would lead them to us, which it did. I don't know what they would want to do in Fraggle Rock, though. <laughs> Skeleton Company don't really seem to be the types that just want to go dance the cast away and worry another day. Um, maybe thinking that Fraggle Rock is another thing that it might not be. Yeah, you're probably right. And they're just confused. But I think it's best that they don't find out where the tunnel is. So we'd better keep our mouths shut about all the Fraggle stuff, just in case. Yes, 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 yes. Cool. Okay, you Eternian idiots, so you've caught a fraggle, and he's told you about some caves and shit, but what do you believe any of that for? Traveling mad is a doofus. Forget him. Oh, that's, that's one fella I never forget. Oh. This is no time for jokes, man. I want the secret now. Oh, this is a waste of time, Henrik. There's got to be some way to escape this. You will turn over the secret for me! Uh, no, not happening. I want the secret now! Skeletor's will is your will. You will do as he bids. He will or he'll regret it. Take him. His power must be mine. Oh no, they grabbed Henrik. Hang on, Skeletor. The power source is stopped. Very strange. Some sort of interference. Let's go! Wait a minute, let's take a closer look first. Of course, He-Man! I want you to investigate this. Hmm, it looks solid, but looks can be deceiving. Especially in the dark. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait a minute, that wasn't a real fish! Again with this fish stuff. What? It was a... it was a robot! It's nothing but a robot! Okay, wait a second. They didn't know that Henrik was a robot. What, did they really think he was a fish? 
Jeez, they're not too perceptive, these Eternians, are they? Nope. What kind of magic is this? We can't be sure of anything we see. Now let me get this straight. An Electroid. That's a robot made of pure energy, isn't it? <laughs> so the Electroid will be in my closet. I command you, show me the weak point. Let's see if this robot works. Oh no, Robo Hemrag! Oh shit, they're taking him away and now they're... Ugh, they're experimenting on him. I hope he'll be okay. The overgrown short circuit has some sort of electronic magical protection on it. <laughs> yeah. That, my friends, is what's called cybersecurity. Good luck getting through his firewall. We'll have to find a way around it. As I remember from my studies in robotics, electroids cannot vanish by their own energy. Hmm. This gives me a chance to test my latest invention. Sounds like a good idea. Now, with one magical gesture, the spell will be complete. Oh, I think they're trying to hack into Robo Henry. Skeletor is trying to enter. He'll use all his power. What? It can't be. It can't be. Stop it. None of my magic works. <laughs> Temporary setback at best. Now it's short. Let me see it. We have to adjust the wavelengths. Make them shorter. I think we almost have it. Good, good. <laughs> when the battery's fully charged, it can... Oh, the battery's low. I've exhausted all my tricks, too. You blundering fool. Evil is and better not fail me as well. Ha! They don't stand a chance. Nothing can get through his shield. Evelyn, focus your magic here! They drained my strength! Nothing works! Wait a minute. I think I have an idea. Here's the plan. Maybe my sword can cut it open. Oh no. Try! Yes, you might try. Oh. For your sake, this had better work, He-Man. Oh, that looks painful. He-Man is just hacking away at Henrik with his sword. I guess he took the word hacking a bit too literally. But oh no, it's working. They've made a hole in the hull of Henrik. Good work, E-Man. I think that did it. <laughs> oh no, my dear old friend. He's not looking too good now. You're very skilled. Thanks. Good thing I brought this. Oh, okay, so they've made a hole in Robo Henrik. And now they're just rummaging through his insides. Guys, there's, there's nothing interesting in there. Just, just stop it. Oh, 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 that's the hard drive they're looking at now. Oh, oh. The golden disks of knowledge. The disks are down here. Give me the disks. Guys, just leave that alone. That, that thing has no value to you, okay? Well, I value this. Take your last look. You won't see it again. There! A handsome golden present for Skeletor! <laughs> well done, Evelyn! Ah, crap. Those discs contain all the episodes of Fraggle Structure that we have recorded. And all the notes that I've written down for that show. And you know, that's a lot. What are they gonna do with those? Oh, He-Man is studying them now. Will he have any idea what they are? Human knowledge! Oh, sure. Oh, and now they found the list of episodes. 
Look at the size of that thing. I think they're mass producing these. Yeah, okay, we've made a stack of episodes, and sure, some of the episodes have run a bit long, but no need to say it like that, like mass production. It's not just a factory. You can stop the production with... Okay, that's just mean. Oh, oh, now he's getting into the files. Oh, 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 there he hit the play button. Oh. It feels as if I'm getting some kind of signal. The old legends will give us the clue. Let's start reading. Oh god, you're not gonna listen to an entire episode right now, are you? Not just one, many! No, this will take forever. Can't you do that, like, later? A good question. Here's my answer. No! If I am to know my enemies, all I must study them. Linking with the window of knowledge takes time. This is going to be a long podcast. Breaking the fourth wall here in the podcast universe. Oh, oh, don't you worry about the fourth wall is broken, but it's good to hear that you are still able to talk, Henrik. And now we just have to sit here and watch as the Eternians gather around and listen to old episodes of Fraggle Shrugged. Oh, I hate hearing my own voice. Yeah, because like the voices were reminding me a bit of like a feral, gaunt, angular animal. What? No, that's not why. The new single from Taylor Swift is terrible. Uh, sure, okay, they can't all be winners, but this is hardly the time and place to discuss the relative merits of Tay-Tay's oeuvre. Sprocket is, like, one of the best characters in this show. Maybe he is John Galt. Hey, 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 are you alright, buddy? This isn't what we're doing right now. Are, are you feeling okay, buddy? I mean, you have just had your hard drive pulled out, and it looks like you may be having a memory leak. I, I feel like wet glistening emptiness. I think I've about had my spill. Oh, yeah, it's kind of a lot that's spilling out on the ground. Just dripping out. This can't be good. Okay, tell you what. Right now we are just sitting here waiting for the Eternians to finish listening to podcasts. I was considering going into an analysis section in the meantime, but actually I, I don't really wanna. I'm really sick of it. I spoke Zarathustra, and particularly sick of the He-Man cartoon. And I haven't really found much overlap between these two, so how about we just pause the recording of this episode again while we wait for them to stop listening to podcasts, and uh, I will see if I can maybe patch you up a bit or something. And then we will try to find some way to escape and get back to our own world, and get this portal closed somehow. So, uh, how does that sound, Henrik? Yes, let's go for it. Great, and I'll just push pause here. Oh shit, it happened so fast and I forgot to restart the recording. It should be... yeah, it's going now. Damn, I am not used to reporting live from the field, so to speak. Okay, um, and we can talk freely now. All the Eternians are way over there celebrating with a round of Corona beers. Don't these motherfuckers know that you can get sick from drinking that shit? Wow, bunch of idiots. Anyway, so the Eternians have spent some time listening to Fraggle Shrugged. And I mean, I gotta say, always happy to get new listeners, but like, maybe not these guys? Anyway, they started to get really excited when they heard our descriptions of the Fraggles. What they suspected from having met Traveling Matt Fraggle, 
must have been confirmed by it. You know that fraggles are very gullible and impressionable creatures that very easily fall into a cult-like behavior and groupthink and all-around mass hysteria. Which, you know, sounds like the perfect target audience for a group of greedy and manipulative capitalists with a leader that is always looking for mindless minions and followers. So, in other words, what they were looking to get out of going to Earth, I think they're realizing that they can also get from going to Fraggle Rock. Since most humans and Fraggles are basically the same in terms of like intelligence and critical thinking, and since both Eternia and Fraggle Rock are fictional universes, they can go there easily anytime with no problem. They don't need someone real, like me, to uh, provide the medium for them to travel through as they would to go to Earth. So uh, yeah, I think they are rethinking their plan and are looking to invade Fraggle Rock now. I don't know what that means for Earth and for me and Robo Henrik. Maybe they will let us go and leave us all alone. I sure hope so. We really need to get home as soon as possible. Robo Henrik seems to be falling apart and breaking down. He was already frayed and damaged from the force field. And now that they have taken his storage disks out, he's only got his short-term memory. And I think he's starting to fade. Hey, hey Henrik, how are you doing there, buddy? I'm just getting fucked on opioids reading Atlas Shrugged, you know? I'm slowly breaking up, breaking down. Ugh, you do seem unstable. I am slowly being depersonalized. Oh no, your personality was so... it was... it was real good. I think, I, I think I'm about nearing being, like, being done. Slowly getting worn down. I can feel my voice actually, like, like, wearing down. Ah shit, that sounds awful. Do you, do you think you'll make it? Oh, maybe we can get the disc back and plug it in again. No, no, I think it would be a um, waste of time. I am done. My life has officially ended now. Wait, you're serious? So this is it? You're dying? Yes. How long do you think you have left? I will uh, I will start a timer. I have four minutes left. Wow, that's, that's precise. Well, that is the advantage of being a digital creation, I guess. Good thing I installed that uh, system monitoring application. My life is ruined. I'm kind of disappointed in myself, if anything. Oh, oh no, don't be so hard on yourself. I just feel like a worthless coward. I just want to be the trash heap. It has orange peel in it too. No, 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 you're great. You've always been great. And I mean, I know you've always wanted to be the iconic drag queen, Madame Trash Heap, but that's just not possible. But you're you, and that's great. We did our best, you did your best. Yeah, I like the idea of us producing this podcast. It was, it was a Bunny and Clyde adventure. Yes, yes it was. You and me, buddy, and we'll go down together. But I'll be sad to say goodbye to you, my traveling companion. I'm so glad that I made you. You've been a great friend and support ever since I lost the real Henrik. And I got myself a weird existence outside the human spectrum. Thank you. No, no, thank you for coming along. 
It's sad that it has to end like this. So that's gotta be it. This was a hell of a lot of fun and excruciating, so I'm gonna go lie down. No, 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 stay with me, buddy. Stay here with me, buddy. Now we in phase two. Uh oh, the Eternians are back. Oh, shit. The time has come. Join hands as we bring together our mystic powers. Not only have you lost the discs, you've lost your freedom as well. You will be my slave. Oh, oh fuck, are these guys not done yet? Haven't they done enough damage? Can't they leave Robo Henrik alone? He's already dying. What more will they do to him? Now to find the creature's exact electrical frequency, the robot will be in my possession to do my bidding. <laughs> Hold the energy transport lever, Beastman. Ah, yes, Skeletor. Use your mental power to tame and command that creature. Oh, Henrik, I think something bad is about to happen to you. What about in the Fraggle universe, by the way? What? What do you mean? There's just this terrible Fraggle-eating monster in a cave. Wait, so you mean that you think that they're gonna have to go through the... Yes, through the terrible tunnel. The cave is still fucking there. The monster is still fucking there. I may have created ripples upon ripples in both universes and in our universe. Wait, what do you mean? Are you sure? Wait, 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 wait! No. I still have one last drop of energy. I will save you one last time. Time has run out! I will tell him as it is. I will deliver warnings. You'll do nothing except change. Hold him. Overtake him. Now! For this wait, wait, wait. No. These are my last words. Fuck the Iron Goodbye. No! Well, he won't give us any more trouble. He got the power. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Robo Henrik. Robo Henrik is dead. They killed him. Those bastards. They killed him. I wonder what he did there at the end. It seemed like he sent out some kind of uh, uh, of signal or emergency broadcast. But but to whom? To where? Did he manage to reach anyone? Oh, I wish you could have told me, but he probably lacked the words to really describe it. After all, he was only able to say things that the real Henrik said on the old podcast at some point. Oh, oh God, and now it's too late to ask. Robo Henrik is no more. He has ceased to be. That's right! <laughs> Your ugly friend sacrificed himself for nothing! Oh, come on! That is just mean. Man, where, where, where did he go? He is destined to spend the rest of his days not knowing who he is or where he came from. Exiled into this. Wait, what's that? Skeletor's holding something in his hand. It looks like a Box of some sort. He does look sort of boxed in. Wait, 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 wait a fucking second. That's an Amazon Echo speaker Skeletor is holding. You didn't put Robo Henrik into that, did you? <laughs> yes! Now activate the robot! We need to test this device. Starting now on Amazon. Splendid! You bet. You rang? Whoa, 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 whoa. That is not Robo Henrik. That is Alexa. 
the Amazon brand personal assistant. So you have completely reset his personality, just deep formatted his hard drive and memory banks and just used his subsystem to build an Amazon Alexa device. You know, a, a thing that plays music and makes purchases for you. I know what it does, Furface. Hey, 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 I know my beard has gotten a bit long and unkempt, but there's no need to use insults. Damn, Skeletor, you're such a snarky skeleton man. Silence, you funny fool! I had it with your whining and bumbling. Checkmate. You go, girl. Hey! Indeed! Let's see if you're worthy to serve me. Do my bidding! <laughs> this staff I can control, Eternia! So tell me, how do I use this staff? Okay, I'm reminding you. Relax your mind and body. Focus on your breathing. Publish a video. Get your selection from Audible. <laughs> it works! What else can you do? Now try this! Give me products! I want products! As you wish. Voila! <laughs> Excellent! Excellent! And I'll make you all say! You'll pay for that! Cha-ching! Oh no! Not only is Skeletor a hardcore capitalist, he makes his friends pay for his stuff. Oh, Skeletor truly is the worst. Ah, oh, this is awful, just awful. Everything Robo Henrik was has been deleted and replaced by the filthy, filthy Amazon Alexa software. Ah, oh, poor Robo Henrik being turned into an Amazon product, the epitome of rank commercialism. Truly a fate worse than death. The same fate awaits all who stand in my way. Well, it looks like our work is finished. Oh, oh no. At least Robo Henrik seemed to manage to send out some kind of warning signal right before he died. But I don't know to who or if he managed to get the transmission through. If he didn't, all is lost for me. This is hopeless. Woe is me. This is truly the dark night of the soul, the belly of the beast. Quiet! You're finished here, do you understand? Cast out! Finished! We don't need you anymore! Oh, fuck, 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 fuck! They've killed Henrik and they'll kill me too. They seem to have given completely up on going to Earth and are instead just focusing their energy on invading Fraggle Rock. I guess Earth must have been too hard, what with all the democratic socialists and, and the economy falling apart and the declining sales of the He-Man toys since the 80s. And now they're gonna go to Fraggle Rock and tear that place apart and drain its life force by filling it with ads and sponsored content. Oh, poor innocent fraggles, what have I done? I have doomed them to a certain death, choked by the invisible hand of the marketplace. I will never forgive myself. And that takes care of them! Yes, but there's still one more villain to deal with, and he's all mine. <laughs> As you wish, he man! 
That clumsy oaf has served his purpose. I've energized the chains. Now they're so strong, not even He-Man can break them. <laughs> Any more questions? Uh, what are you gonna do to me? You can beat all the rocks you want in the prison mines. Tima, take care of him. A border prison should hold him. My border prison will hold you until we get you to the prison mine. But, but please, have mercy. This isn't fair. You received a fair hearing. Your punishment was just. No, your honor. I want my day in court. <laughs> this is the way it has to end. With Skeletor triumphant at last. Well, all you heroes, let's get back to the palace and let everyone in on the good news. We've done what we came to do. Let's go! Together we will attack the Phantom Dimension. Let's send our friends to welcoming Gavity. <laughs> oh no, oh no, oh fuck. They're gonna invade Fraggle Rock and just straight up murder those poor Fraggles. Oh, ah. But there's still one chance for me. Oh, if I'm lucky, I might make it. I may be able to distract them, get out of these chains, and run as fast as I can over to the... The space portal! Oh no, oh no! That gate is the only way back there. Yes! Once opened, can it be closed? Yes, he -Man. Oh no. This is only a temporary portal. You'll be trapped in this dimension. Oh, fuck! The gate should close. This portal will vanish. Oh, fuck! Fuck. The space portal will be destroyed! Do it! Time to slam the door! Oh no, they're doing it! They're breaking down the portal! Fuck! Not only will I be stuck here in Eternia forever! I will no longer be able to podcast! The speed is gonna cut out! I won't be able to send this transmission back to Earth anymore! Oh no! Oh, the portal's disappearing! The gate's beginning to break up! Oh no, the portal! It's getting smaller and smaller! It's almost gone now. Oh no, that was my last chance to survive. And I'm losing it. Now this is what I call a real cliffhanger. Ah, this is no time to be meta. Ah! 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 It's closed. Ah!